We're, <laughs> we're gonna treat you right. If you've if you've forgotten about the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, pilgrim. Welcome to Neophile. <laughs> Sit your feet down over here by the by the fire. <laughs> it's the sh- it's the show where we it's the show where we do your favorite thing for the very first time. I'm your host Paul Hayes, and I'm Jedediah Johnson. And on today's episode, I take a daring adventure into becoming a girl knight. <laughs> but. But before, before we get into that, what's up? What's up, new Jed? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> what's up, new with me is uh, <laughs> I'm not opening the show this week. It's you opening the show, so that's kind of what's up new with you. Uh, what's up new with me? Uh, bronze casting. I'm in a bronze casting class okay. at the Indianapolis Art Center where we work. It's the first class that I've taken at the Indianapolis Art Center that was not a ceramics class. Okay. Are yeah. you excited about it? I am. I'm actually also a little worried about it because I already, like all day, have been thinking about what I'm going to bronze cast, and it's making it so that I can't do stuff that I'm supposed to do. Like podcast? Uh, no, that's not so much of a problem, but... Editing photos and well, actually doing stuff for the podcast too. You know, I should be watching some uh, bleep that out though, so that they don't know that it's coming. No, no, yeah, yeah. in the in the edit, like for real. We'll do. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's new with me. What's new with you? Um, van life is new. Van life. I've been doing that whole thing where you look into living out of a van. Uh, okay. Everyone does it once in their life. I don't think that's true. Um, no, but but <laughs> the, you can like convert old big transit vans into mm-hmm. into homes, mm-hmm. and that I'm looking into doing that. Oh, really? And like, what are you going to do with your house? Sell it. Okay, sell your house, and but you just got it. Live in a van. <laughs> it always surprises me that people just like sell houses after they just get them. I never lived anywhere more than three years, mm. so I got the itch. Yeah. You probably should never buy a house again. If you're going to just move every three years, that's that should be a box that you have to check when you're buying a house. Are you going to move in three years? Yes. So as you may have guessed by now, (laughs) this show is about us doing your favorite thing for the first time. We What that means is we have a guest on and they talk to us. Mm -hmm. They talk to us about something that they love that we've never done before, never experienced, and then we... Do it. We experience it. We try it out in some in some fashion, and then we get back with them and talk it over again and kind of share our experience about the whole thing, and it's been a lot of fun. And this one, I did it. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, This is the first one that Paul, when we first uh, started talking about the show, that Paul was going to do a larger percentage of them. His share. Um. No, it's not your share. I mean, like, you still do stuff every week. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is exciting for me because I get to, you know, just sit back and and take enjoy. this one in, yeah. I hope you do enjoy it and I hope I hope you the listener do as well. It's uh it's my first time, I promise you. 
if the if the content's not good, it's 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 me. It's not our guest. <laughs> our lovely guest. <laughs> let, actually, I met Jed the same time I met Hannah, who is our guest this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they both took a ceramics class with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think we could dig into it if you're ready. I'm ready. Go for it. I'm ready. All right, me and Hannah after the music. You want to get started? Yeah, I do. Cool. Okay. Hannah, welcome to Neophile. Thank you. This is the show where we do your favorite thing for the first time. Um, and I'm curious what your favorite thing is that you brought. Okay. So I spent a good long time thinking about it and made a list because um, I think, you know, I love to do things. I'm a doer of things. Sure. Um, but I'm going to take my glasses off. Um I don't necessarily love, love the things that I do. I like what I do. Um, so it took me a good long time to find the thing that I love to do. And it's, it's a little odd. It's not odd. It's a book, Okay. but it's a book I've had forever. And, um, I was listening to it on a pot, not a podcast, an audiobook, mm-hmm. And I realized I absolutely adore absolutely everything about it. So I was like, yeah, let's just bring it. Okay. I have it. Watch it be like a book that I have on my nightstand right now. It's really not. <laughs> okay. Unless you like, um, I actually had to buy it again because I lent my copy to my sister. So this is brand new. Okay. And this is? This is Elena, The First Adventure. I may not be saying her name correctly, mostly because I've never had to say her name. All right. So is this Cor- a book about horses? No. Oh. I hate. So... One of the things that made me just like holistically love this book um, is that I got it when I was very young. I grew up in Saudi Arabia, okay. and um, there's something there's something about the book that I really connect to. Uh, and we had it growing up for we went through probably f- at least three versions of that first book because my sister and I would just go through it. Oh, but um, the it was a very different cover. So I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that it's a different cover, but it has nothing to do with horses. It's about a knight. It's kind of disappointing. Because it's incredibly it's a very disapp- prominent horse on the cover of this book. I, I've, I'm, I almost didn't buy it again when I was just like, maybe I can find the older version, but the older version was like $85. Oh. I was like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I love the old, the old, cover there it brings a huge amount of just joy to see the original cover can you describe it um it's the typical 80s book okay paperback book uh it is bad drawing very kitschy it's a girl and the horse and then there's a cat um and it's just old i love that yeah and then i and i was thinking about it I have no idea if this is well written. <laughs> I have no idea if it's well, well written. Is that because you read it as a child? No. Well, yes, because I've read it so often. It influenced things like it is from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've read it so often, and I've connected so many things to the story. I have no idea if it's well written. If it's a good story, if someone's gonna, if I were to read it now, I'd be like, ugh. Okay. But I read it again and I listen <laughs> to it again and I it's a it takes me back just instantaneously. And Perfect. it's a child's book. 
It's made for like preteens. Good, and then I should be able to get through it pretty easily, right? <laughs> Very quickly. Okay, good. Um, so yeah. Is it? Uh, it's fiction. I'm assuming is it, it is fantasy. It is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sort of setting are we looking at? Um, it is night-ish. Like it's that night of the Medieval. realm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's in a just faraway place. <laughs> but so. The reason it made its way into our home is because we were, again, growing up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it wasn't the greatest situation. And, um, how so? It, well, I mean, for books. No, for women, young girls. Okay. Um, being as pale as I am, you can't really hide that you're mm-hmm. not from Saudi Arabia. I was quiet. And as you know, I like to do things, I like to know things, I like to kind of get my hands and things. And that's not necessarily an environment where I could do that. Um, and that's inherent to who I am. Okay. Uh, so it was a very difficult right. place. Um, so my mom found this book. and Do you know how or where? No, I almost asked her the other day. <laughs> it's just been, always been there. Yeah. Um, and it, she, she, found the book and I am compelled to ask her. I might ask her like later today or tomorrow. Um, but I don't want to spoil too much of it for you. Cause I mean, it's a thrilling read. I have no idea if it's going to be, but it was for me. And it, it shaped away a lot of the way I do things. Really? Mm-hmm. How? The way she reacts to things, the way she confronts someone trying to keep her from doing something. Okay. Um, that, really shaped the way that I approach things. Okay. It was, I'm not sure how much you've noticed. Well, you taught me ceramics, that mm-hmm. first class, where I don't like to do things in a large setting. Right. And I like to learn things solo, and I like to kind of get my hands around a subject before asking any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this book kind of gave me permission to do that, where it's just fine. Okay. That's just the way that... That's the way I operate. It can be completely rational. It can be completely fine. And no one gets to tell me differently. It was... That's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I kind of want to not learn much more about it just because I already... Like, knowing you hmm. and being such a complex human, like, like in, a, in the most amazing... Yeah, in an incredible okay. way. Like, just the way that... Analytical, I think, would be a good word to describe you. You're That's how my analytical. therapist puts it. Hyper-analytical, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want to read it. I'm not going to be able to... I, I just know like I won't be able to step aside from it was Hannah that and that recommended this and this and it was Hannah and this is why and blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to see parallels, but I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's... I mean, I read it a about three times a year or For listen real? to it. Yeah. Three times. It's, it's an easy, you get it done in a day, or at least for me, I get it done in a day okay. or an afternoon. And, um, there are four of them. And the are first they one, all money? they, they were for me. <laughs> Slam dunks force. I've never even well, heard of Tamora Pierce. Tamara Pierce. Tamara. She, this is her first, she actually wrote it, uh, all together. And I could be misquoting this because I just kind of skimmed over, I'm more interested in the book than the backstory, 
but when she wrote it, it was first published in 1982, then the second in 84. But she wrote it all together, first and foremost, and I think she was working at either some sort of, like, I don't want to say convent, but, like, reading it to her, her um, the people she was working with, and it was just a little bit too too progressive for them. Okay. Um, so she was a little downtrodden by that and then she had to split it up. So she was fairly downtrodden by that, but I love the idea. And it, when you read it, it's fairly obvious that it was just, it's so cohesive between the four that okay. it was written as one. So your prescription for me is to read just the one, just the one for now. Cause okay. this was the biggest one for me. Okay. Where you're just, I love the beginning of stories. I just love, I love the beginning Wow. Because there's so there's so much of an opportunity to just do anything. Yeah. And then... Do you find yourself drawn to, like, the introduction of a new world and characters and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I mean, it's the same way with shows. It's the same way with people. I... Obviously not in big groups. <laughs> <laughs> Never in big groups. We'll keep it small. Um, but, yeah, I'm drawn to the beginning of stories just because there's so much of an opportunity to learn more, to do more... Yeah, I'm going to want to hear I know that I'm going to want to hear more about that in the second interview. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure I'll have more specific questions about you after reading this book. Um, I hope that's all right. Yeah, it's a children's book. Like, let me be completely (laughs) fair. This is not I I went from James Joyce to Elena, (laughs) the first adventure. I can't. I can't wait though. For okay. real, I will. Uh, um, can I borrow this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll read it, um, and I'll get back to you, and we'll meet back up. We'll chat about Elena, the, cool. the first adventure. I'll print out a uh, picture of the first cover, the original cover, because oh, that's not be awesome. doing it justice. Yeah, we can I was put it on the website. A little peeved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's better though. Like. You you got the experience of the first cover, mm-hmm. um, and for those listening, we're gonna we'll put pictures of the covers on our uh, internet places, um, so you can check them out for yourself. But just know that one of them was Hannah's first experience, and and one of them is mine, and it's certainly <laughs> a a horse with a with banners draped over it. Yeah, it is. In a very good, very, very good and elegant way. Um, yeah, so we will get back together and we'll chat about this. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get, dig into it. It's going to be fun. All right. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Hannah Hollowell, welcome back. Welcome back to Neophile. Thank you. This is a vastly different room, though. This is a different recording setup than we had. So I want to talk about the book. I want to talk about Alana. Elena? I call her Elena. Okay, I called her Alana the whole time just because phonetically that's how it works in my head. Well, I... Two ends. I know. And it's a... Well, I'm not Hana. You're not Haina either. Not a lot of things. I prefer <laughs> my, my... But I don't know. But I think we've talked about this before where I don't really think about how something's said when if you I don't have it. to when I read it because I don't have to say it to someone right so which I think you do you think about how their name is said well pronounced. I do because I, I record a podcast that people listen to and don't read 
That's true. So I gotta pronounce it some way. Yeah. I'm just gonna say whatever comes whatever comes at the time. I think everyone will understand. Yeah. Uh, Elena, Alana. So I read it. I read it in about a week. So that's that's a thing. I think actually before we get too far into this, I'm gonna try and not give a lot away to people that that haven't read it. But I'm sure there's gonna be some things that inevitably are spoiled a little bit. Yeah, um, it's, well... I certainly won't wreck the ending, uh, or I'll try not to. But if you're if you're planning on reading this and you don't like any spoilers at all, I guess just stop reading or stop listening to me now. Does that work? And we can be as careful as we can, but I, I want to have a good so. talk about the book. It's also, I, I've, I was thinking about this because, I mean, how many people are going to be listening to this and say, I want to read a young adult novel that was written for young girls? Well, see, that's the thing. I think that I, I thought about that a lot. Actually, yeah. on the way here, I was thinking, I was thinking this might be a tough sell to get people to do. And I understand that unless we have, unless we have a young audience, um, which would be so cool with me if they, if we do and they want to read this. Um, But I do think for sure that there are some parents out there and I actually, I think that's the strongest part of the book for me is it is the, some of the teaching that it does not, maybe not teaching, that's not the right word, but some of the information that it gives to a young girl. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it was pretty great so let's get into it i guess um it is a it's a young adult book it's Mm -hmm. a kid's book i I would certainly say it's a kid's book um but it it gets maybe more teenage and themes here and there so she actually i think we talked about this last time and then i did a little bit more research into it she wrote this to be much more like adult before and she was working at a girl's school when she wrote it um so in actual in order to actually read it to her people she was watching, the little girls she was watching, she had to tone it down, which is how it ended up being a young adult. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I also, I guess, in addition to my spoiler chat earlier, I think that I've only read this one, and there's three more books to the story, so I don't think I'm giving too much away at all uh, in talking about this. So I have now, I've now read about Alana, and I, I know... How her story begins, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about? What is it about that story that that drew you in? Um. Well, for one thing, I didn't have a ton of books to begin with. Okay. Especially for my my age range, it's not like we had bookstores that we could go to to go like grab some and just like read our little hearts out. So whatever my mom found for us, we read. Okay. But for this one. I think we talked about this. I have no idea if it's well-written or not. I, like, read it so many times. It was just a a girl who ch- could just go out and just, like, make her own adventures, make her own, like, decisions almost, and just societal norms be damned. Mm-hmm. So, which was a huge thing for me growing up. Yeah. Um, and that that made it comforting to read that, like, she struck out on her own. Well, it's not so much that she's on her own, but she's made those decisions to just put herself in a situation where she's going to get where she wants to go. Um, and she's kind of manipulated it so that she can continue to learn what she needs to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, it was good to have that story. What did you think? I don't know. I, the, part of me, part of me thinks that if this were the first 
book of its kind, like the first fantasy novel uh, that I read as a kid, mm-hmm. that I would definitely have been into it and probably would be less into the whatever was my first book, right? Does that make sense? So I, I think that the, she nails a lot of really fun fantasy like tropes that, that make you, I don't know, take you on a trip when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that had this been the first time I went on that adventure, some sort of fantasy adventure, I think that, I think that, yeah, I'd be locked in as a favorite. I think that it's, it's a lot of fun and all that. But that being said, I think I had read other things that, that are very similar to this. Um, with the major caveat being that, uh, it's it's a girl and i think that that's important and i want i want to see you know that this market get flooded more and more with with such things um it would definitely be something and it is something actually that i recommended to my niece uh she's 10 years old cool i want to i do want to talk about well a couple of things i'm going to talk about my biggest problem with it yes um as far as, and I don't know if this is a real issue in, in writing. I don't know enough if it, of, about uh, the trade to know if this is great. And I certainly, I want to say, like, it's well written. It's a it's an author. She, I could never write a book like her. Um, but she slips in tenses. She goes out of, like, that third person uh narrative or whatever you would call it into an omniscient so like for the most part you're with Alana and you feel what she's feeling or you hear about what she's feeling and you hear about what she's about to do and then sometimes the author will just go in and say oh and this boy's in the room too and he's feeling this way (laughs) and and it kind of throws me off and I don't know if it's wrong I don't know if, if it's right or what it really it really threw me for a loop though at first but then I kind of got what she was going for and as I read on I was a little more used to it when it when that would come what I love about the book and I I talked about this a little bit ago is I gotta preface or I gotta surmise a little bit about the book it's about or and maybe you can help me with this um but a girl who has a twin brother um and basically they're about to be sent off to they're about to be sent off to both places that neither of them want. Um, the boy has got to become a knight, and mm-hmm. girl, the girl, Alana, is going to become a lady, essentially. Um, and from what I gathered, it's a quick-moving book, and, and it doesn't linger along a lot of, on any details. So if you're... If you struggle with Tolkien, like this is a great, <laughs> this is a great read for someone because you can just zip through it. It, yeah, I read. So I read Tolkien when I like a few years when I was like high school, and I'm reading. I'm like, good lord, this is a lot of woods. <laughs> a lot of woods. <laughs> when are we going to done with, be done with the woods? In that grass patch, yeah, for sure. So this this moves at a pretty hefty clip compared to mm-hmm. compared to that, and that can be very refreshing. And it is like. It's great. And it's, again, it's perfect for a kid just getting into reading and all. So they they both have to go do something they don't want to do, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Things that are expected of them. All right. And so how do they, how does she get out of that? Oh, so they essentially, they look exactly the same, except because little kids, you don't know if they're boys or girls. Right. Um, so they just switch and they decide to 
uh, her brother is can easily just say, I have a twin brother and he's off doing what I should be doing. And I'm just going to become a sorcerer. Um, for her, she actually has to play the boy. Mm-hmm. So um, the unique, I really enjoyed the thought processes around how she's just like thinking about how she has to switch in another, in, in that um, setting, just switch how people are viewing her and then how she corrects that and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, I'd never even noticed the tenses just because it, Again, so young, I was just like, okay, that's the thing yeah. that's happening. Um, I think she gets a lot better in other series that she does. Right. And this was her first book, right? Mm-hmm. This was the first book she wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So they, they go their separate ways. She wants to become a knight and mm-hmm. she goes to the night school or whatever that. The palace. Or, the palace. Where yeah. she, she is to be a page basically until she can become a knight. Mm-hmm. A squire then in the night. Uh, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. I guess this whole book is really focused on her days as a page. And then right at the end, she earns her esquireship. But I think the I think a big chunk of this book and what's really fascinating is that um, her pretending to be a boy and, and what that brings. Uh, uh, I think that I think that I, as a ignorant, straight white man, caught a lot of like nuance that she's going through that I think is just flat out like beautiful you know some of the writing there was just like wow she's struggling with something that I've never thought about I've never had to think about before you know like which part in the beginning when she she goes by Alan she she switches her name she does all sorts of things like that I think towards the middle of the book she has to start compressing her chest to to be boy-like she doesn't swim in the beginning i remember there's a really kind of tense like fight scene she picks fights all the time which is kind of rad mm-hmm. like i'm so into this chick that just like goes at these bigger boys and um and i think that that a lot of that is how she's setting her tone uh that she's going to be a knight regardless of her gender so a lot of that i was fascinated by and i think that that's where I was kind of first into this as, wow, yeah, I, I've never experienced this and I I have never, I won't ever have to. Um, but people do and people, to less degrees of severity, I think, but people do that, right? They mm-hmm. they have to really work um, a lot harder with, with what they're given. Uh, but the part that the part that blew me away was when she met, I forget the person's name. It, was, it feels like a witch uh, or like a sorceress. George, George's mom? It was basically when she had her first period. Yeah, George's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just astonishingly like great to me. I thought that this, I think originally I was, I, I proposed it to, like I said, my niece. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is a topic I think that the book deals with really well. And it needs, whether it's this book or someone taking an example from it, my nephew needs to hear it too. Like this is, this is pretty great stuff and a great way of addressing a topic that uh, I think so far, at least in my life, has been somewhat under talked about for, for too long. Um, I, I don't know. And in, in the, in the, what's her name? George's mom. Do we, uh, know we call name? her Mistress Cooper. Mistress Cooper Mm -hmm. never, never once is like, this will be a hindrance in any way. She's just like, this is perfect. You're perfect. And you're going to be just fine. 
Um, and then she goes on to address, she, I, I probably where it becomes slightly teen is I think she addresses sex and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's early. This is the first book and Alana's very young and she, she turns her nose up and is like, that's gross. I'll never want to do that. It's a, do you mind if I jump in real yeah, quick? Yeah, please. That interaction between Elena and Mrs. Cooper, Mrs. Ah, wow. Mistress Cooper is interesting to, well, maybe not interesting. It affected me in the way, how do you address things that you can do nothing about? Right. And how do you address things with another woman and just genuinely knowing that you kind of have an uphill battle about in life about things that you can do nothing about? How do you keep your head about you? How do you not just, you know, complain about it? And how do you, how much responsibility do you have towards just grace towards other persons, other people's situations? Right. Um, at no point was she just like, um, people need to know that you are a knight. We're, we got to tell people this is not okay. She's never like that. Uh-huh. So it genuinely affected me. Like when, when someone comes, comes to me and they're like, I want to do a thing. And it's not something that you, I would ever choose to do. Um, and I may have follow-up questions, but at no point, unless it's genuinely harming another person, am I going to say, well, you're wrong and terrible and I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you. Right. Like at what place do I have for that? And so that, that's genuinely, that relationship was a big part of how I kind of interact with that with those situations. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. And I think that for people that don't know Hannah, that that is a very good summarization of one of your great characteristics. Like you, oh, you're very, you. very encouraging. And I think that that's what Mistress Cooper was um, at a time when it's kind of interesting because Elena goes through a lot of, a lot of scary times in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly again it moves quick but she she clips through these spooky fights and all that but um i feel like this was the most scared she was at least the most she expressed her she fear no idea what's going on mm-hmm. it was a like not to get too graphic or anything like that but any girl's gonna be able to tell you that first story mm-hmm. where you're just like where you were hope to god you're near like an aunt or a mother or something and yeah you have no idea what's going on Unless you have that mother that's, or female figure, or really anyone that is just overly just like, this is what's going to happen. This is how this is. Don't be afraid. Like that kind of right. thing, which most people don't. Right. So I I think that this book gives its readers and hopefully young audience a, a respect for, for things that we need to be educated about more prevalently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also comes with the kick-ass sword and like and all that stuff and big big fights at the end mm-hmm. um so it, it's got all that great fantasy stuff if, if you're into it and then it's um and it moves quickly and I, and i think and again i think it's very educational and, and good in that way um i don't know if i'll continue reading it i think the place where i can see myself continuing the series is if i were uh, with my niece or something like that, or my nephew. And you know. I'm not going to be horribly offended <laughs> if you don't continue to read these. It's a, but I am an interested favorite character. Uh, I mean, Elena's pretty cool. Um, her her buddy, the drunk one. 
I assume he's drunk all the time. I don't know if he is. No, he, he like traveled with her in the beginning. Oh, Cor- Coram, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was pretty cool. I kind of liked any chance when he popped up. Um, just because I, I did imagine him just yeah. being drunk all the time. <laughs> but I think he was drunk all the time. You reread it <laughs> and you tell me. Okay. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard It's hard to beat Elena because she's the, again, she was picking fights with these boys that are bigger than her and and had been around this palace a lot longer and knew the rules. And she just like first day chooses a guy, Randall or something like that. It's like prison. It's a little like prison. It's you, you, you do the thing that no one expects, and then no one wants to really know what would happen if you genuinely got cornered. Yes. Yeah. 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 I sort of like. Uh, I like this track. I will say that a lot of books do this. I guess most obvious would be something like Harry Potter, but you go to a place to study something. I'm into that. I've always been into that. I know. Like, just kind of. Uh, what was it? Maybe Ender's Game did this pretty well. Um, but you have people that usually bullies and stuff that are distant or maybe even enemies at first. And then they come around later in the book. I, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that sort of hardship. It's always hard too. like that school or that place you go to. It's hard as hell. And I feel like she... I feel like she would wake up and train until she fell asleep when the sun went down. And she mm-hmm. she even talked about that a little bit. She was like, I have no time to do anything, anything at all. Um, and it, I mean, one thing that I do think that I got from reading this is mm-hmm. like she did talk about training from like sun up to sun down. But the like she was bad at sword fighting. So she didn't want anyone to see her practice. Mm hmm. And she just did it all the time, but she made sure that no one saw her practice. And I think that I, that's always my expectation. Like, if I don't know what, how to do something, everyone else has to leave the room or I will find my own place to do this where I will fail on my own and then it will be fine. Absolutely. No one else can watch me do this. Yeah. I know some people who are just like, it's okay if you watch me fail. I am not one of those people. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I, I I will say I did enjoy it. I I think that it's a good good book, and I I learned something from it for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'll definitely recommend it uh, to. But people. does it deserve the full horse cover? That cover is so triflingly awesome. Are you serious? It's so dishonest. <laughs> it's very dishonest. I think she has a horse. She does. She gives it a name. So Moonlight. I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. But yeah, there's not much. Doesn't warrant a full cover of I the lo- horse. I did look up old covers to the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the one you were talking about. I saw a couple actually that looked very old, mm-hmm. and I like them. Like that, mm-hmm. I feel. I wish I was picking that up every time I picked up the book because there's a girl with a sword, and yeah, I don't know. That's what that's what I want to see. It's more relevant. <laughs> that's what to I'm the reading story. about. <laughs> Not. Horses just don't put me in the mood. It. I mean, I think it. There's always. I don't know how much you you have seen. You there's definitely, what is meant to be young for young females. Mm-hmm. Um. Just there's that horse camp like book series out there that there yeah. are just horses everywhere, and I'm like, I've never been a horse person. 
I can't imagine all young girls are like horse people. They are. Are they? Yeah, you missed out. I think you were in another country. You didn't get that far. No, there were definitely horse camps in Saudi, and I didn't (laughs) take part of that. No. The funny part about the cover is it looks like the horse is posed like a president for a dollar bill. Kind of. A banknote. I I want to meet the person that's like, I know what we need to do here. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to ramp up sales. Let's just trick them. I've solved it. (laughs) Or maybe they didn't want to pay someone to like actually think about it. They're like, just slap a horse on it. It's a, oh, I did ask my mom where she found the book. Oh, yes. Where? A catalog. (laughs) Great. (laughs) She's like, well, she's like, I just kept ordering things from this one catalog because they could ship it to New York and then they would ship it to us in Saudi. And she's like, it had good ratings. So, and I asked her, so she apparently got this and was it Golden Compass series? Mm-hmm. Um, which she had no idea what they were at the time. Like she's just started listing things that I'm just like, oh, I love that. I love it. It was a really good catalog. <laughs> it's an on point catalog. Is it still but around? I don't think so. She couldn't remember what it's called. But it, they also had like TV shows or not TV shows. They had movies that walked you through a cartoon about how famous buildings were built. Yeah. You want that really badly, don't so you? So bad. <laughs> And they were really dramatic. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you. Thank you very much for for being on here, but also for bringing forth something that you like a lot. I'm proud to have read it, um, knowing you as a person and learning from it. And yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. And not laughing that I brought my childhood book. No, I think that's perfect. You brought the perfect thing. Um, That's it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much. Jed, how'd you like it? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not heard it yet because (laughs) you haven't edited it. But uh, when you edit it, between now and when the episode comes out, I will have heard it, and I'm sure I will love it because I like Hannah. I like Y.A., Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that I like why I I like Harry Potter and if this is an eighth as good as that <laughs> why don't you just say ooh I loved it and ooh I didn't so much like that one Paul and then I'll just cut it in <laughs> okay okay um I really like that Paul that was really that I yeah I that's yes. like I'm I'm floored lay it at my feet basically. Thank you. But yeah, wow. I've, that's maybe the best episode we've ever done. And it's kind of it's <laughs> this is a little hard. Making me feel a little insecure. A little hardcore. Yeah. It was beautiful. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Hannah. That was great. What'd you think of it, Jed? We should probably have a conversation after we're done recording here. It's um Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> so much that was uh you did you did you did a great job hannah um thank you so much for listening though to this <laughs> to this uh episode episode of neophile hosted by paul and co-hosted by me edited by paul paul did the interview with hannah who's great and instead of kicking and screening this week because uh i took a little 
break since I'm not hosting, Paul and I have worked out a thing. Uh, and our season finale is next week. Yay. Uh, so for that, what we're going to do is I have on my phone, I Googled things to do in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Of and, which there are more than we imagined. Of which there are, um, you know, there's a long list on here and it's just Google's list or whatever. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to hit this button. I've got uh, I've got this random integer generator here. That's going to give us two random integers between 1 and 50. And then uh, we're going to go and look at those two things on the list of the 50 things to do in Indiana. And uh, we're going to assign them to each other. And we'll do them before next episode and, and report on them. Real quick. Okay. Who's your roulette? Who's your roulette? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your roulette? Who's <laughs> uh, Okay. I'm gonna, you want to hit the get numbers button? Definitely. All right. It's 6 and 23. So let's see what number 6 is on this list and what number 23 is on this list. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is number 6. All right. And the number 23 is going to be the Mesker Park Zoo. Whoa. Where's Mesker Park? Have you been to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Yeah. Me too. Uh, we might we might discount that one. Let's we might do that we one might, again. Yeah, we'll, if you've we'll never been to it though, you should do it. It's pretty cool. It's the oh no, big I, place to oh go. I've been. I'm talking to the people that are listening. Oh yeah, yeah, people that are listening, go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, so Mesker Park Zoo is one, and we're gonna we're gonna do that one. It is a zoo in Evansville, Indiana. Okay, that's a drive. I've never been there, so I've actually been wanting to go to Evansville. Sweet. So that's cool. Uh, maybe I'll do that one. All right. I'm going to hit the random button again. It has a button that says, again, exclamation point. I'm going to hit it. I'm on random.org. Again. <laughs> All right. It gave me 35 and two. I have a feeling two is not going to be. <laughs> Something. You go, go to 35. Yeah. Number two is, oh, actually, Holiday World and Splash and Safari. <laughs> is, I have done that. Is number two. What if it was like, go visit this active volcano Uh-oh. that we never knew about? This one might not be good either. Fort Harrison State Park. Have you been there? I've not, no. Oh, you haven't? No, I've driven by it. It's uh, it's just up the road. It's real nice. Fort Ben? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 6,000 North Post Road. Well, dang, that's an easy one. Yeah. Do you feel ripped off that you have to go to Evansville? I want to go to Evansville. Okay, I want to go to Fort Benjamin Harrison State Park. Great. Okay. So- shake, Shake on it. So so next week let's talk a little bit about that. Next week we will we'll talk about these great places that we visited in the Hoosier Roulette game. Who who let who let the dogs out? That's right. But we also uh it's our season finale, which again that doesn't mean we're done, but we're going to be done doing the like the big edited episodes for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to still mm-hmm. do content every other week as I understand it. Yeah, maybe Maybe even like once a week, if we don't have to do episodes, we might just drop yeah. some some raw interviews on you. Some neophile drops. Yeah. But then we're going to pick it back up towards the end of October. That October is correct. October 30th, I believe. That's, that's the plan anyway. If you would like to be on season two, now is your time. Yeah. Get Email in, us. Get in touch with us. Email us. Neophilepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot thank, us an email. Yeah. And thank you for listening to this episode of Neophile. We'll see you next week. No, we won't. Two weeks. We won't even see you because it's radio. That's right. <laughs>